Welcome, everyone, to a highly anticipated uh, NBA draft episode of Over and Back. The emotional NBA draft is what we're going to call it from last night. So we're going to go over a bunch of stuff regarding the NBA draft. It's going to be Tyler Hero heavy. Just a, just a heads up. I'm sure that's why you're listening or why you're not listening. Why you're tuning in, it's going to be Tyler, Tyler Hero heavy. So just a forewarning before we go on this ride together. I'm not going to go through all the picks. I'm not going to go one by one through the picks and what I thought. I'm not going to go through all the trades. If you want to see who traded who or what and who picked who, go look on ESPN.com. You can see it all, right? I'm just going to give you my thoughts as we kind of go through busts, sleepers, you know, stuff like that. Uh, it was, like I said, it was, it was an emotional draft, right? The first, the, the first three guys, it was Zion, John Morant, and RJ Barrett. We all, we all knew that was going to go one, two, three. All three had their parents come up, Zion's mom. And then Ja and RJ's fathers came up and, and everyone cried, right? Everyone was just, it was a tearjerker. Everyone was crying. It was good to see. It was a little bit different. You know, they used to do where they'd, you'd get picked and you'd walk over and you could sit in a couch with someone or you'd go and at the podium, whatever, or the, uh, the little stand, whatever. So it was a little bit different this, this year. Uh, it was good. I liked it. It was, I mean, they asked it, right? I, I was wondering, did ESPN do this on, like, on purpose? Because they would, the player would, obviously they did do it on purpose, but the player would come and talk. And then all of a sudden you'd see the girl, the the uh, the mom or the dad come up from behind, walk up, and then they're on the stage, and then they ask a question about the mom and dad, and then everyone starts crying. Okay, so it's you're generating the emotion, but it's it's still right, it's still there. I don't I don't believe that any of these kids can just cry on cue, you know. But it was cool. I think everyone uh, Zion is he the is he the most likable player in the NBA? Right, he is. Right, I mean he's passed anyone else. Is there who could be more likable than Zion? I don't know. If you hate Zion, someone please tweet at me. My fear is that his love is going to get so much that people are just going to start to hate him, just to just to hate him. But it's not going to be because of anything that he does. We'll get into uh, other people and what they do and why it pisses other people off shortly. As I said, Tyler Hero Heavy. It's Friday night, by the way, six o'clock. I'm getting ready to grill uh, some steaks on the. I just said steaks on the grill. Grill steaks on the grill. Not else. I'm sure, what else I would do with steaks on the grill, but grill them. Having a couple beverages, just relaxing tonight. Gonna have a fire later. Just a nice, easy night. But I wanted to get this podcast out because the NBA draft was last night. If I hold this till Sunday, who really gives a crap? And I know people are dying to hear my opinion on this stuff. And we, you know, I got into it with, uh, not really got into it, but me and uh, HB, a little back and forth on Facebook today about Hero. Apparently, Hero's a a lockdown defender at this point. I don't know where the hell that came from, but apparently, uh, some people think that's where he, where he is as a uh, as a player. So anyway, so let's let's preview the draft a little bit, right? So the draft we knew was all it was a main three, right? Top three, we like I already said, those three went, and then after that it was kind of a crapshoot, right? It was teams had players all over the board. Some people like Garland at four, Hunter ended up going four because Hawks traded up. So there was a lot of there was a lot of movement between people's probably you know big boards of who was who was where, right? So you could teams probably valued guys at six, seven, and other teams probably valued those guys at like 18 or 19. You know, who knows? We'll get to Bull Bull too in a second. I had heard people that said that they had Bull in the top 10 of their rankings. And obviously he didn't go till way after that. But so it was all over. So you didn't really know what you were going to get, right? It was, it was a crapshoot. So, you know, four through 10 kind of went some way that we probably all thought it was going to go, right? There was, it was a, there was a, probably a next six that we figured would go at that point, right? This is what we know about this draft, right? I can look, we can, hindsight's twenty twenty, but let's look back at it, right? The NBA is valuing guards, wings, shooters more, and centers or bigs a lot less, at least centers that are just like your, your traditional centers, right? So, and as like, 
three centers went in the first round last night. That's it. Three. So that was, you know, the NBA was going towards the whole guards, forwards, three shooters, right? Which is a reason, again, we're going to get into Tyler here in a little bit, but that's a very large reason why he went where he went. And it's just a weak draft. It's just, it was not, it wasn't a great draft. It was, it was, you had the top three. And I'm not, not to say that any of these guys that are outside the top three can't become the best player in this draft. They probably won't because of Zion, but can't be the second or third best player or whatever, or very good. But you just didn't think that it was, everyone knew it was a weak draft. You think you're going to get some superstar at, at five or, 15 or 25 or 35 it was just try to get someone who fits your system or you know whatever maybe maybe take a chance and with a guy with a high ceiling or i don't know but it's everyone knew like this was a weaker draft i think and that again we're going to get a hero but i think that everything just kind of laid out perfectly for hero going where he went so the first shocker of the night and if you watched if you didn't you probably didn't see it yet i saw it on instagram but uh google kobe white cam johnson so kobe white is in the back, whatever, doing kind of pref- press conference after he got drafted by the Bulls. And someone asked him, did you just see Cam Johnson went 11 to the Suns? And he just, he's floored. He's absolutely floored. And it almost looks like he's about to cry as he keeps talking about it. But it's a really cool video because he's shocked that Cam Johnson went 11. So if you heard my last pod, I was higher on Cam just because everyone's, everyone's saying that Cam Johnson is the, was the best shooter in the draft. I get it. He's old, right? He's older than he's going to the Suns, and he's and he's older than Devin, Devin Booker. So the Suns trade up, or trade back, I should say. They trade back. They get out of the six. They go to the eleventh, and they take Cam Johnson at eleven. And that that was the start of like, okay, we have no idea what's going to happen here. So Cam, yes, Cam Johnson's old, but he's a shoot. He's the best shooter in the draft. Clearly, everyone everyone says that he is. Everyone believes that he is. Maybe he's, he, apparently he's got some hip issues. Whatever. No one likes to draft seniors. I think he's like the first, or the oldest uh, player ever taken in the lottery at this point. But he goes 11. And so this kind of started. And, he, and Cam was always ranked in the mid-20s. So you saw it right there. Like he leaped 15 spots, 10 to 15 spots. And that's why Kobe White was just so shocked. He was like, hold I didn't, I, wow, that's awesome. He was so proud. He was so happy for him and everything like that. But that kind of started how the draft was going to go. You didn't know where any of these guys were really going to go. So then we get to 13. And I was, I got texts at this point, obviously when it happened, but I was floored. I, I wasn't, I guess I wasn't floored. I was, I'm shocked at this point. Anything, any, I guess nothing should shock me at this point now with Tyler Hill for where it's, where, it, where it has come from. And I'll get to that in a sec. I keep, do you like when I say I get to that in a second? Um, let me just take a step. I was listening to Simmons today and Simmons loves hero. Like he wanted the Celtics to take hero at, at 14 for whatever reason. And he is ripping the Suns for taking Cam Johnson at 11. He's like, Cam Johnson, they took Cam Johnson 11. The Ringers mock draft had him at 33. So he's going off on that. But then he loves Hero, who went 13, yet his own Kevin O'Connor, who runs the, the, the uh, Ringer mock draft, essentially, you know, board, had Hero at 35. Same exact difference. So I love, like, I love, Simmons is awesome, but, you know, Everyone talks out of both sides when it's convenient for them. I'm sh- I know I do it, obviously. But it was just kind of like, dude, why are you going to praise Hero when he was ranked by your own person you hired, you know, 22 slots later, but yet you ripped the Suns for it. Like, he was hammered on the Suns for it. Yet, KOC, again, his, his own employee, had the same kind of the gap from, you know, from where they were ranked to where they went. So Hero goes 13. And I will say this. I remember being told when he decommitted from Wisconsin and decided he was going to Kentucky, I asked someone who knew, was kind of aware of the situation. I said, 
what the, wow, what the hell's up with this? And the response was, one and done. He wants to go one and done. And I looked and I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I, one, are you serious? One and done? Like, there's no fucking way. So, and at that point, I think anyone would have said that, right? I, I, anyone at that point would have thought Tyler Hero was crazy to think that he was going to go one and that he'd be one and done, go to Kentucky and be a lot, be, go one and done at all to get drafted. And the fact that he got 13th is, is fucking insane. I will say this, and I know the answer is, oh, it's Tyler Hero. He works hard. Whoever is behind Tyler Hero going from where he was as a commit to Wisconsin at Whitnall to the 13th pick in the NBA draft is a fucking miracle worker. I mean, please, I will hire you now. I don't have enough money to probably hire you because holy shit. But, and you can say that it's Hero working his ass off. I think a lot of it is chatter and talk and the social media world that we live in and this confidence shit that I'm so sick of. Here's the one. Here, I had this written down, but I'm going to get to it now. Every, you know, everyone's talks about this here. Like, everyone's so high on Hero because of his swag. And he's got confidence when he plays. He's cocky, but he backs it up. And he's, I'm a bucket. And then in his interview, Jesus. Do you, everyone who plays, I'm assuming everyone who listens to this podcast has played basketball at somewhat of a competitive level at some point, right? I, I've, I'm probably the lower level of competitiveness basketball-wise that people have played it who listen to this, right? I've, I didn't play high school ball. My last year was freshman. I played in plenty of competitive leagues and stuff like that. I can play basketball. I'm not great. I have played with against tons of people that are so cocky and so confident and think they have so much swag. does not mean you can play basketball. Either you can play or you cannot. You can talk as much shit as you want. Say you're a bucket all the time and playing. There's, there's got shit. I go play at Tanners and people yell bucket and stuff like that. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like you're playing in a beer league. I just, I had just had a pitcher of beer and now I'm playing against you and you're yelling bucket. That's good. Wet. Like, come on. Like, Jesus, just because, so I these people love, I, like, I get it. You want confidence. You want to, I don't think anyone at this level is coming in. Like if you're interviewing these kids for the NBA draft and you're like, you know, what do you think you can bring to the team? I don't think anyone's responding. Ah, you know, I'm not sure. I, I don't, my jumper's kind of so-so. And I know I need to get better at my defense because it's not that great. And I mean, I'm, I can kind of jump, but I don't like to jump off like both feet. And I mean, my right, my left hand handles bad. My right hand's good, but my left hand's really bad. I don't like the box out a lot because I don't like contact. Who the f- no one fucking says that. All of these guys are highly competitive and highly cocky and highly confident. There's just a certain way that you show it, right? Tyler Hero chooses to show it in a fucking loud, ridiculous, obnoxious way that, that is perce- mostly perceived by, in my opinion, perceived mostly that way. Some people say it as a good thing, and that's why I think he shot up the draft boards, along with him shooting 80 out of 100 in a workout with no defense on him. Okay. This is what we know about, about Tyler Hero, right? He declares for the NBA draft. Uh, I believe within two days, he buys a Maserati, right? If you watch his Instagram, there was plenty of non-school going on after he declared for the draft, which is fine. Then he walks out with a loud suit, very obnoxious, loud suit. He walked out with his brothers. I thought that was cool. I, I, do, I, do, I do like that. I thought that was kind of cool to, to let his little brothers come out with him. We all know how I feel about his father, which is where this hate stems from. And if you want to hear that, then go back to my previous podcast, Parents and stuff like that. And I'm sure I'll cover that again. Uh, loud suit. He's got no socks on. Uh, high, obviously, we've got now the guys are wearing capris now. That's, that's awesome to see. Uh, he's got a gold watch, a nice, big-ass gold watch. Did I say gold chain? He had a gold chain on, too. And so all these other um, draft picks that were having their parents come up and talk about their what their parents did and all that stuff... 
Tyler Hero comes out and he talks about how he's got the best drip. He's got the best drip in the draft. That's Tyler Hero's concern is that he's got the best drip. I am an old white man at this point. I am fully aware. I'm like, what the fuck is drip? I mean, I kind of have an idea, but Jesus. He's got the best drip. Great. You got the best style in the NBA there, Tyler. Good job. So again, obnoxious suit, buys a Maserati, gold chain, expensive ass watch, best drip. He's going to Miami. So if we find Tyler Hero passed out in a hotel room uh, with a hooker or two, with cocaine all over the room, splattered all over her ass, and he's just got, he's full of blow. We should not be surprised. This arrogant, cocky lifestyle is going to Miami. And I, I cannot wait. This is going to be, I mean, shit. This has got bad news written all over it. I know he works his ass off. Everyone's all over Twitter in Wisconsin praising him and being proud of him. I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not a part of this whole like, hey, I'm from Wisconsin, so I'm proud of you because you went from Wisconsin too. It's a fucking... It's a border. It's, it's not like you're from like Europe and I'm from Wisconsin. You're from Wisconsin. It doesn't matter if I can be proud of someone from Illinois, Wisconsin. I mean, whatever. Like, I guess I'd be proud of someone from, that I went to high school with that I'm, a fr- that I'm friends with, but I don't, whatever. You, we live in the same state that doesn't have anything to do with me or you, right? I, I'm, again, I've said this plenty of times in podcasts. Full disclosure, I'm not a Tyler Hero fan. I'm, I'm just not. You know it. So everyone's coming out of the woodwork now from Wisconsin or anyone who's ever met Tyler Hero or coached him or been around him and so proud of Tyler Hero. He works his ass off and blah, blah, blah. And everyone's going to stick up for him. Tyler Hero is arrogant. And I, and you, you can't deny that. And you can think it's a good thing. I don't like it. I, again, old white guy, don't like it. So the Heat take him at 13 and the Heat fans hammer Riley. If you look at Twitter, they're, they're hammering Riley. Uh, mostly because he's 13th. He's in a lottery, right? Like if you're, in, especially in this draft, for God's sakes, which is so weak. Normally, when you take a guy in a lottery, you take someone with a high ceiling, right? You want someone that could be an absolute stud. In this draft, if you're gonna, no one's gonna blame you for failing in this draft. If you pick someone and you and you fail, I don't. People are like, "Well, this is a shitty draft. What do you expect?" You, but take someone who's got a high ceiling. I think anyone who's a Tyler Hero Hero fan will admit that his ceiling's not the highest, right? If someone says his ceiling is Reggie Miller or one of the best shooters ever, you're fucking crazy. Okay, you're you're fucking crazy. And let's just take a little side tangent here, okay? People are, I, I heard Tate Frazier today in the ringer saying, well, I don't know, because you know, he, he's a Charlotte fan, and they took him at, they took P.J. Washington at 12. Well, I, w- I would take Tyler, I would have taken Tyler Hero at 12. Really? You think Tyler Hero's better than P.J. Washington? Everyone's talking about Tyler Hero as this great shooter in, in the draft, right? He's one of the best shooters in college basketball, okay? You want to know who was a better shooter in college basketball than Tyler Hero? Percent, and I know percentage-wise is, is, is skewed, whatever. I mean, and this is, I'm not, this is not like got people that took two shots, right? Multiple shots. P.J. Washington was a better three-point shooter than Tyler Hero in college basketball. You know who else was? His other teammate, Keldon Johnson. Better three-point shooter in college basketball than Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero was the third best three-point shooter on Kentucky this past year. And we're just praising Tyler Hero for being this great shooter. So it's his ceiling, this shooting thing has got out of hand. It's completely gotten out of hand. Okay, yes, he can make eight, 80 out of 100 threes in a workout that doesn't involve any defense at all. I, and I was going back and forth with plenty of people over, over uh, text and stuff last night. I don't, I don't doubt that Tyler Hero is a great shooter. I do not. Like you, you saw it at the high school level. You did not see it last year at all. Okay, 
I don't doubt that he can be a great shooter at the NBA level. I just don't think that his defense will allow him to prove it. I don't think he's going to get enough playing time because his defense is so bad to prove that he is a great shooter at the NBA level. Let's get into defense. HP. Seriously. Come on, man. Come on. If you look at every scouting report of Tyler Hero, it is that he needs to work on his defense. There is a Draft Express Instagram video or wherever video, Draft Express, that shows Tyler Hero's the, how he could be a good defender. They, they give you highlights of what makes him, what gives you the, a positive outlook that Tyler Hero could become a good defender. He shows glimpses here in this in college, of this in college, that he could become a good defender because, yeah, Tyler Hero is a smart basketball player. He's not, he knows the game. He's not an idiot. But the reality of it is, is that Tyler Hero is not a great on-ball defender when he defends high-level talent. Look at what Harper did to him, Harper from Auburn, in the tournament. He fucking destroyed him. Harper didn't even get drafted last night, okay? He's going to go against top-level talent in the NBA, and he is going to struggle mightily in the NBA guarding these guys one-on-one. It's just the, it's, it is the way it is. So don't give me this crap about the scouting video from Draft Express. When I'm watching him anticipate a pass in the lane against a Monmouth team when they're up 30 or 35, that tells me jack shit, okay? Tyler Hero is not a great defender, and if you think he is... Above average, you're wrong. You are wrong, and you have have not watched him play basketball. He cannot defend one-on-one against high-level talent, okay? He's going to have to prove... He's going to have to prove a lot of things. That's one of them, okay? But so I don't think... I just think he's going to struggle to to get enough minutes because he cannot defend to prove that he is a great shooter. Maybe maybe he's a a role bench player all his life, like a poor man's Kyle Korver. I say he's Nick Stauskas. Heat fans were saying he's Duncan Robinson 2.0. I forgot about Duncan Robinson. Funny enough, Duncan Robinson shot 45% from three his last or his first year of college. Tyler Hero shot 35%. My whole point of all this is that when you draft someone at 13 or in the lottery, you want a high ceiling. I just don't think Tyler Hero's ceiling is that high. I, 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 I've, again, full disclosure, not a Tyler Hero fan. And I think in any other year that a draft like this happens, I think he plays in the G League for a couple years, and then who knows what happens. Now that he's a lottery pick, he's probably going to get minutes from this Miami team. And you know what? He may show glimpses and some blowouts. He comes in and and uh, and maybe he hits like three threes in a row or something like that. But I just I don't see Tyler Hero long term as an NBA basketball player. I just don't. Uh, but the good thing is we now you know we wait. We it's going to all unfold for us, right? We we all we all have our, our opinions and for the most part I'm as again all these Wisconsin people are have Tyler Heroes back and that's fine. Rep your rep your state, rep your city, all that stuff. I'm just I guess I'm not in the I just not I'm not in the business of rooting for someone from Wisconsin just because I happen to be born in Wisconsin. That's not my problem. That's my my parents happen to have have me as a child when they lived in Wisconsin. So, you know, I was uh I was I've mentioned this before and I was Snapchatting a friend today too. It's like you know, part of, again, part of the reason that I'm not a Tyler Hero fan is because of his father, right? And this this is a whole problem that we have in youth sports, high school sports mainly, that parents, people root against kids because of their parents. And that's, is it fair to the kids? Probably not. You know, Tyler Hero's a different story. I mean, he's taken on a different arrogance level than than most people have, right? I mean, if we go back to Zion, he's so humble. He's so likable. And... Tyler here was like the exact opposite of that. And I'm not, that's fine, right? We're all individuals. We can all be, be who we want, right? I, I do plenty of things I don't, that people don't like. 
but it's it's who I right. It's, it's too, true to who yourself, right? So that's fine. Tyler Hill, you for being true to yourself, that's great. I don't like it, but we live in this world where where parents root against kids because of the parents, because parents are loud and obnoxious, don't shut up in the stands, think their kids are better than everyone else. They're delusional about their parents. They want their kids to always score the most. Uh, never pass the ball. Their kid's better than your kid. It's not about the team. It's about my kid. It's about uh, my kid getting a scholarship. So now I'm going to hold him back. I mean, all this stuff. It's we're transferring high schools now. High schools becoming college. We're transferring high schools. We're open enrolling. Uh, kids are putting on Twitter. We got we got we got parents with burner accounts on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, and everyone's just promoting everyone, and it's fucking annoying, right? Again, you don't need. I don't need to open my Facebook page, and just read. Every, I swear to God, 75% of the posts that I read on Facebook are parents bragging about their fucking kids. I don't fucking care. And if anyone wants to give me this excuse, well, it's a good way that we can communicate with our family, you know, so-and-so, we just like that we can put on Facebook and then everyone, fuck that. Text, text a picture or call someone on the phone or again, text, right? Like I don't, it's just, it's, I don't like it. Okay. And you may say, you may not like it, or you may think it's fine. I'm just telling you the reality of it all is that, and I know plenty of parents that agree with me on this because I talk to them. When you listen to other parents and how they are with their kids, it makes you root against their kids. Whether there is competition uh, with your own child or not. Like I've got plenty of, plenty of other kids that are not in competition with my kids. And I, I look at them and I'm like, yep, would love to see that kid fail because their parents are jackass. And I'm fully aware that people do not like me. I, I know that people, there are plenty of people that do not like me. And if they cheer against my kids. I've got two of them. And if they want my kids to not do well or fail because of me, I don't fucking care. I, I truly don't. I, I don't. I under, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of the world and how it works. And I'm aware that people do not want to see my two boys succeed at anything or they want to see them fail because they think that I'm an asshole or whatever the case may be. And I don't care. Just, just giving you my two cents here. So again, Go, bringing it back to hero we're gonna see what happens here right summer league starts uh next two weekends two weekends from now thursday or friday i think it is i think it starts the fifth july 5th friday the fifth so we're gonna see him in, in summer league which is not gonna great, give us the greatest indication right summer league's a shit show it's all rookies or second year guys and it's just a he actually will probably do very very well in summer league because it's an up and down game and he's gonna he'll probably drop 30 35 in a game i'm i'm actually excited to watch that i really am Please hit me up on Twitter at Spread and Bread, Instagram at Spread and Bread. Uh, anytime, anytime, hit me up about it. I don't care. I I would love to have open dialogue about Tyler Hero or anyone else that you disagree with disagree with me with on on my opinion of players. Okay, but we're gonna find out. Summer league's gonna go on. Then we're gonna get to NBA preseason, all this stuff. So once we get to NBA Rome, we're gonna see what he does. What minutes wise, how he plays, how guys defend him. He's not gonna get open shots. It's not happening, right? And he's gonna have to defend. He is going to defend, have to defend at a high level on a larger court with different rules in college. He's gonna be out on an island sometimes, and I just don't think it's going to go well. So the NBA draft continued after that, believe it or not. There were picks after 13. Tyler Hero, the draft did not end after Tyler Hero was picked. And one of the biggest things was, you know, Bull Bull went 44, I believe. So he was the last one in the green room, which that was hard to watch. Nasir Little, God, he dropped me. Like, that's what I was kind of, sorry to go back. I was surprised that like someone, like Miami didn't take someone like Nasir Little. And maybe they got a bunch of guys like that, Richardson and Winslow and all these guys. But 
Nasir Little, I think, has a huge, huge ceiling. He was like a top five guy coming out of coming out of high school last year, and then all of a sudden he dropped to the mid twenties, I think, to Portland. Which I mean, if you're Nasir Little, you probably got to be happier on a solid team, and you're not asked to come in here and do and do a bunch. But he dropped, and then yeah, Bull Bull went like forty four, which was tough to watch. He's like the last one in there. I mean, he walks up and all through the night they had like two, one or two little kids shaking the kid, shaking the players' hands and giving them their team hat, whatever. And Bull Bull comes out and. They got a they got a hat like on a little stand. They don't even, they don't even have any kids there. They lost they they left kids. It was like kids, it's too late. You got to go home. They didn't even have a kid to give him a hat. They just had it on a little stand here, and he and he picked it up and, and he put it on his head and gave Mark Tatum a hug. Not even Adam Silver. He didn't even get Adam Silver. He got Mark Tatum. NBA, you need to fix that shit. Like you can't invite twenty five guys. There's thirty picks in the NBA in the draft. Like you can't invite twenty five guys. You know someone's gonna slip. So that was bad. I never. Oh, I never gave you guys my. Uh, speaking of Bobo and my bus and stuff, we were uh, we were dry. I picked up the boys, a few of the boys last night to take them to the summer league last night. JV summer league, not the NBA summer league. And someone said, "Oh, Bobo, I think Bobo is going to be one of the best players in the draft." I'm like, "Really?" Because I think he's going to be the biggest bust in the draft. Like his body is not built for the NBA. He's 208 pounds. He's seven three and 208 pounds. If I drink beer uh, straight for the next month, oh wait, Sam, I thought you already do that. All right, if I drink more beer for the next month, I'd probably be 208 pounds. So there you go. Uh, Denver, feed Bull Bull beer. Just give him beer. But his body, I just don't think his body is going gonna, is gonna to hold up in the NBA. I, I just don't. I don't like guys that are that skinny and that tall. That I mean, do you, Is he really taking guys off the dribble? Is he really just going to spot up three all the time? I just, it doesn't make sense to me. So uh, my favorite player in the draft, this is who I think, if the, I mean, if you were going to take, I told you guys, if, I was, if you're taking a shooter, you know, Cam Johnson's your guy, but this is the one, this is the one guy I thought should have gone higher. And if you're, if you're Miami, in my opinion, you probably should have taken this guy. Maybe even the Suns should have taken this guy, but Alexander Walker from uh, Virginia tech guys, a guy is a, is a, is a very, very good shooter. One of the best shooters in the draft and played for Buzz Williams. So you know, he can defend. He's got good length, good size. And he goes 17th to the Pelicans, which is awesome. Like I'm happy that he went to the Pelicans because I'm now a Pelicans fan because of Zion. They're going to be awesome to watch, but I think Alexander Walker is going to be a great, great NBA player. I think he just all around, he's just got very few questions, uh, question marks about him. Again, Tyler Hero, yeah, he may be a great shooter. I don't think he's that much better of a shooter than Alexander Walker. And Alexander Walker is a way better defender and has got better size, speed, quickness, all that. So I, that's what I'm looking in years down the road. I think Alexander Walker is going to be one of the best players in this draft uh, coming up. So. What else? Any other NBA draft? No, Ethan Happ. Ethan Happ was not drafted. Shocking. Is anyone shocked that Ethan Happ was not drafted? Anyone? Ethan, you listening? Were you shocked that you were not drafted? I had heard comments that he said he was going to be playing in the NBA. And maybe he still will play in the NBA. My guess is someone in the summer league will, will take him. I just, I mean, come on. Really? If anyone thought that Ethan Happ was going to be drafted or thinks that Ethan Happ can play in the NBA, please, again, tweet. Tweet at me, at Spread and Bread or... Send me a message on Instagram. Slide my DMs. I get it. I know what slide my DMs means. Don't. Whatever. You can send me a direct message about Ethan Happ if you really want to. But no one's surprised, right? No one is surprised at, um, that Ethan Happ wasn't drafted. He's going to be over in Europe for, for 10 to 15 years and have a great, great career in Europe. I truly believe that. What else we got going in the NBA? Oh, anyone knows I'm a big rap fan. I'm a big music fan. I do music myself. Haven't in a while. Probably need to get back at it. 
Dame Lillard and Marvin Bagley in a diss, in a battle rap. They're just dissing each other. These, just laying down these diss tracks. If you have not listened to the diss tracks from Marvin Bagley and Damian Lillard, you probably don't even really fucking need to, because they barely mention anything about each other. It's so dumb. Like there are diss tracks that are specific, like Tupac and Biggie going at each other, and then there are diss tracks that you just have tracks and lyrics laid down because they're disses to the general public. They're just disses to general people. You're just kind of talking that you're awesome and the other people suck. And that's what this battle is. I will spend no more time listening to the two. I've listened to the two songs. They're both awful. They are not even remotely exciting. There's no thought in my mind that Damian Lillard's going to try to dunk on... He's going to try to dunk on Bagley because he would anyways, but like it's stupid. There, it's a diss track about jack shit anyways i want to finish up a couple things lavar ball in the news again lavar ball you know i hate you lavar which is going to be interesting because i'm actually taking lavar's side on this one which is interesting this is kind of world this is a world we live in that i do not like right so he's on espn with uh Stephen a smith i think max kellerman and then uh, molly Karam, i think her name is attractive woman attractive woman maybe i'm already fired from espn for saying that she's an attractive woman and uh, she just says, Lavar, um, let me switch gears for a moment because she wants to switch topics. And Lavar says, you can switch gears with me anytime. And ESPN basically blows up and says, inappropriate, because, okay, everyone thinks it's a sex comment. And he didn't say it like, you know, Molly, you can switch gears with me anytime. Not what he said. Didn't say it like with this creepy sexual tone i didn't think lavar lavar says anything with a fucking weird tone he's an idiot but everyone like everyone goes nuts that he made this inappropriate comment to molly and nothing happened like you Stephen a smith kind of like rolled his eyes and was like oh man you shouldn't have said that but like i don't i didn't think it was that big of a deal like it's not like it's not like he said uh oh it's not like she said lavar we need to uh break to uh butter some muffins and it's not like he said like to butter your muffin that would have been only inappropriate. That I would have had a problem with. That's that's a little bit sexual. But you can switch gears with me anytime. I I didn't think it was a big deal. But that's the world we live in. Corporate America at its best. Can't say anything like that. It's sexual. And now he will never be on ESPN again. Which makes me very very happy because I hate Lavar Ball. But for this time, and probably this time only, I am sticking up for Lavar Ball. I thought it was maybe. And if he meant it that way, I don't know. I didn't take it that way. He said it. I'm like, what? I'm what? I'm. I'm does anyone? Has anyone ever said you can switch gears with me anytime? Has anyone ever said that trying to hit on a girl like sexually? I, I mean, I've heard like dip the dip the dip the company pen in her ink. You know, that's whatever. Like, that's stupid. Like, I I don't know. I everyone we are in this world where we overreact about everything and we are sensitive to everything, and it just drives me nuts. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have we shouldn't be aware of what we say. You know, there's plenty of issues we have out there regarding race and sexism and all that stuff. I just, I thought this was a little bit egregious, if you will. Word of the weekend, egregious. We talked about parents. Let's talk about parents again here. Uh, so Colorado had a seven-year-old baseball game in the past week. And holy hell, there was a fight because of an, a call by a 13-year-old umpire. If you Google it and watch the video, it is absolutely fucking disgusting. This is where there should be no tolerance, right? This is where us as a society, judges, 
the justice system, whatever, should look at these. There's one guy that just knocks someone out. And I know half the world says, oh, what a, that's a great punch. You're a fucking idiot. And you're what you are. What is pro, the problem with this world? That person who does that should be in jail for at least five years because you're an idiot for one. And you have that kind of mentality and attitude that you would do something like that to in, at a seven year old baseball game. Parents, get your shit together. I talk about parents all the time in this podcast. Mostly it's just regarding the fact that they are delusional about their kids and they cheer for their kids or they just only cheer for their kids and they root against other kids. And this is, I guess, the same, same thing. It just completely got out of hand and, and to the point where it got to a fight. Like when I, when I complain about parents, I don't ever think to myself that anything that, I'm, that I see in my area would ever get to a fight. Because if it, God, if it did, oh my God. But parents, again, please get your shit together. Chances are your kid's not going to be a major league baseball player. Chances are he's not going to the NBA. Chances are he's not going to the NFL. He's probably not going to play tennis at a college. Like, just get your fucking shit together, okay? Relax, take a deep breath. Be a positive role model for your kids. Oh, but Sam, you're in a podcast swearing and hating on Tyler Hero. You're not a positive influence to your kids. I'll take care of that myself, okay? Don't you fucking worry about me and my children. Okay, that is my business, not yours. Congratulations, Tyler Hero, for being the 13th pick in the 2019 NBA draft. Wisconsin wishes you the best of luck. I wish you the best of luck. I, don't get it twisted, guys. I'm not sitting here. Okay, maybe I am. Maybe I've said I root against him. I kind of root against him a little bit. Um, <laughs> see, there you go. I told you I was going to talk about, I was going to talk out of both ends of my mouth. I wish, well, there's no reason, right? Just the world, the world as a whole, just everyone wish for everyone's goodness and be smart and everyone just get to be happy. Look, I've said this before, Tyler Hero succeeding in basketball, I get more material for podcasts. Tyler Hero being shitty at basketball, I get more material for my podcast. This, is, this podcast is going to continue because Tyler Hero is the surface of it and the circle of it, and I hope to God at some point he is on this podcast with me for good or for bad because he's an adult and he understands that some people hate on him and he wants to just address me and, and we talk about it. And hey, there's nothing that I've said that I would not say to Tyler Hero's face. Okay? I, don't, I'm not, I don't make up shit with Tyler Hero. I'm not making up that he's a bad defender. He's a bad defender. I'm not making up the fact that he didn't shoot well from three at Kentucky last year. He didn't. None of the stuff I'm making up. It's not fabricated. Okay? So, Tyler Hero, good luck. We will see how it goes going forward. Again, tweet at me, at Spread and Bread, Instagram, at Spread and Bread. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Uh, enjoy the great weather. We got some good weather up in Wisconsin. It might rain a little bit, but otherwise it's, uh, it's nice out, nice and sunny. So have a great weekend, everyone. This has been Over and Back. Oh, 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 oh,